Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Sports to Max, the Olympics are winding down, and I don't know if I feel guilty or bad or I just haven't watched as much of the Olympic Games as I typically do. And I know, you know, COVID, the the summer games were delayed by a year in Tokyo, and it was weird, and... uh, there's a lot of political undertones about the games being back in China, and I, I get all of that. But what I feel bad is is, is for these athletes, and it, it's not necessarily 100% Americans. Obviously, I want uh, the the folks from the good old USA to do well, and, and there have been some really good stories. There's been some heartbreaking stories, like Michaela Schifrin, uh the uh, outstanding skiers had a tough Olympic Games. I, I've been following it, but I haven't watched. Now, now, granted, I've been out doing games, and I've been uh, filling in and doing other stuff, so I haven't been glued to the TV or sitting in front of the TV. But but there's just something about the games. And, and I've caught the men's hockey team a couple of times. Um, the women's hockey team I follow very closely, they came up a little short. Uh, losing not one but two games to Canada, including the gold medal game to Canada. So Canada gets the gold back after the United States won it last time around. So, I mean, there, there are certain storylines that I follow. Um, the, there was certainly the figure skating controversy, the the 15-year-old rush. And it, it's a kid uh, caught up in a doping scandal, allowed to compete, which I completely disagree with. Doping is doping is doping. But I still feel bad for the kid. Uh, the Russian, obviously, the, the one reason they're not competing as Russia under the flag is because they've just been blatant cheaters in recent years. So now it's ROC, and they still cheat, and they still get caught. And this was a 15-year-old who was among the favorites to win the gold medal. She didn't even medal. I feel horribly for the kid because, obviously, She's getting very bad advice and very poor guidance. But that's kind of where I'm at on the Olympic Games. I just haven't watched as much because, well, there's just a number of factors. And and one of them is, is China. I just, I, I think it's bad. I think the International Olympic Committee, and I've said this before, I, I, I think one of the, one of the basic, um, criteria for being a host is some semblance of democracy, 
some semblance of human human rights record, no country's perfect. Every country could be better, and every country has a past. But in the here and now, China, Russia, some of these other countries, it should be disqualified. And I also think the International Olympic Committee should get their act together and get a budget in place. The red should access with the venues and countries. And uh, granted, China obviously has the wherewithal to, to put on the games and build all these venues. But starting to put the games where you, you don't need to build all of this stuff. And that's why, I, honestly, the fact that the games are coming to L.A. in 2028, Paris in 2024, but coming to L.A. in 2028... They have the infrastructure. They have the stuff there. They 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 have the they have the arenas. They have SoFi, where I heard uh, the Super Bowl was, where the opening and closing ceremonies are going to be. Uh, they they have uh, tons of outdoor pools for for the swimming and diving at USC and UCLA. They've got what is Staples Center now, Crypto.com Arena. Uh, by then, the Clippers are going to have a new arena by SoFi out in Inglewood. they got plenty of venues. They've got plenty of stuff already in place. They have the Coliseum that, that's been uh, with games in 1932 and 1984 or whatever it was. So they've got all this stuff in place. So L.A. makes a lot of sense. Uh, there is talk that if the Winter Games come back to the United States, Salt Lake City might step up to the plate. Salt Lake City has a lot of stuff already in place. They have the you know, unbelievable mountains and ski resorts in the Salt Lake area. And then they have all the venues. They have the home of uh, the Utah Jazz. Uh, they also have the University of Utah in venues, like the football stadium at the University of Utah. I think they had the opening ceremonies when they were in Salt My point being is is that I think the International Olympic Committee needs to be more sensitive to the cost of putting on the games and then putting the games in areas where democracy and human rights are, are part of the deal. Um, so right now I think a real low ebb. It doesn't take anything away from the athletes, um, whether it's a curling team, men or women, um, cross-country skier like Jesse Diggins, all the people with local ties. I'm not diminishing the work they've put in and their accomplishments. It's it's just hard for me to get into these games. And, Chris, I don't know about you uh, and where you're at in the Olympic Games. I, I do feel a little guilt that I haven't spent more time with the games, yeah, to be honest. Yeah, I, I don't feel guilty. I, I think for me it's just more... I'm not looking into it quite as deeply as you are. I, I don't know if I'm just not as educated or I'm just not as deep, you know, or whatever. But I just, I have well, a hard Don't accuse me of either of those things. Uh, hey, man, you, you're already way more of a thinker than I am. Uh, but for me, it boils down to convenience. Like, I don't know what's live, what's taped. Am I going to find it on. Carrie Levin, NBC. Am I going to find it on MSNBC? Do I have to go to the Peacock app? Like, where am I going to find this stuff? I, I think NBC has done an awful job of telling people exactly what you can find 
where you can find it and when you can find it. To, to me, it's it's been about the presentation. And I mean, I'll, I'll watch it when I'm here, but I'm not necessarily like the, the women's gold medal hockey game from a couple nights ago. Everybody's like, oh, man, it's Canada in the U.S. Dude, I, 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 was, I was in bed. I saw people talking about it on Twitter, and I'm like, I didn't even want to stay up for it. Like, yeah, the, the, it, the, the men's curling, I love curling. And I was just like, I'm just, I'm having a hard time getting into it. And I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's COVID as well. I, I just, I don't feel like it's a true representation of the Olympics again. And, and I don't know if it's because of COVID. I, I just, I don't know. I feel disconnected from the athletes this year. Yeah, and the, the, there's just a number of reasons. And I, and I think with, with any of these things, it is a combo platter. China and the, their government, it's a dictatorship. Let's call it what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, the brutal human rights record. We have a lot of work here to do in the United States. I was going to say, I, we, not, we, we, we got to be careful that we don't fall no, into no, that area. I, a- a- absolutely, because we—I mean—we have people that wanted to put us into that area, and we're we're fighting like hell to stay away from it. Yeah, and I I do, but a, a time difference and how the games are packaged—it's just I don't know how much in, in prime time, for instance, how much time we can spend at the half pipe. I, I appreciate the skill of these athletes, but it seems to me there's just there's some sports. It's like half pipe. You know, okay, uh, you know, you, you got people on skis and on snowboards. And I'm a, I've been a skier my entire life. Mm-hmm. I appreciate the sport a great deal. But it's like, how many different wrinkles can you put on certain events? You know, it's like figure skating. Now there's yeah, a and, and kind of, yeah, and, and kind of, tell, and kind event, of ex- expl- you know? explain it to me. Like, t- tell me what it is that I'm supposed to be watching for. Because I, I want to know if I'm going to be watching, like, what am I supposed to be looking for? Because I, I don't know a lot of these winter sports. I, you know, I, I yeah, like I get bobsled and skeleton. Yeah, and luge. I've seen I've seen cool. Runnings, I don't I understand two man luge. I, I I that hasn't been explained to me yet. You know, who who are the guys? Once upon a time, that said, yeah, let let's both get on a luge together, and you know, I'll just lay on top of you, and we'll right. just, you know, I mean, that's and we're takes, just gonna we're we're just gonna go, you know, ninety miles an hour. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it takes a lot of you skill know, but, to lay but, on top of somebody and go ninety miles an hour, Steve. But but bobsled, you know, that's been around, and some of the skiing events I think are pretty cool. And like I said, right at the top, Michaela Schifrin, heartbreaking story. I, I wouldn't put it in the same category is Simone Biles, who actually pulled out of the competition. But Michaela Schifrin, you know, the, this world champion, one of the great skiers of all time, has had a terrible game. So in that respect, I feel like while I've caught some of it and followed some of the big storylines, it's just, and you hit on it for me. Maybe it is the the way it's packaged where it's like, Okay, you know, now we're going to spend 45 minutes at the half pipe. And if you don't care about half pipe, where do I find a hockey game? Or where do I, I mean, it just becomes very difficult. And then, of course, the fact that it's happening on the other side of the world. And right now, what time is it in China? You know, nine, ten o'clock in the morning? You know, I'm not, I'm not exactly sure. I mean, the sun's up because right now we're seeing some live skiing in the half pipe. But, 
yeah, it, it's just kind of a funny feeling as the games wind down where I feel like, you know, I, I, I should have paid some of these athletes a little bit more attention. So we'll, we'll see going forward. I, I think it'll help when the next summer games are in Paris. Uh, the, the times are a little bit closer. It'll be a little bit easier to enjoy some of the events of the summer games. And then ultimately when the games come back to the States, it, it's not, LA is 2028. 20, Salt Lake could be as soon as 2030 for the winter games, and I think that'll be a big help where you're going to be able to, you know, know when stuff's going on and whether it's live or what's on tape or what's happened and what's not happening. Uh, 817 here at News Talk, E3OWCCO. More section finals tonight in girls hockey. State tournament starts next week. Wednesday, the 1A. Thursday, the 2A. The last two years, Andover and Edina have met for a state title. Andover, the first matchup, a great game. And then the next year, equally good game. Edina won it. Well, Andover is punch your ticket to the state tournament. And head coach Melissa Volk joins us on the line. And Melissa, congrats on a great year unbeaten going into the state tournament oh thank you and thanks for having me yeah uh, uh congrats uh, it's been such a great run for the andover girls program uh but uh, those section finals all have to be nerve-wracking oh yeah for sure i think uh we played last night and uh, we had a lot of uh, young kids in the lineup so it was um a little nerve-wracking, but it was also such um, an awesome experience for them to play in front of so many people. Yeah, and uh, you were over at Fogarty, and always a good crowd. That's a traditional uh, venue for the Section 7 AA final, and, and you were able to get it done, but only up 1-0 after one period. Uh, your, your, your top line, though, had a huge night uh, having a hand in all six goals. Yeah, definitely. They had a great night, Um, you know, obviously producing um, with their line, even strength, and then on the power play. Um, But like you said, yeah, we were only up one, um, you know, fighting it a little bit, but I was proud with them. Just keep on, you know, trusting the process, keep on working hard, and um, things uh, ended up going their way. Yeah, there's been so much talk about, uh, you know, the the scoring and uh, the the players you have up front that put the puck in the net. Ella Berger's just been tremendous all year. Uh, Isabel Gettle's been been great. Uh, Madison Brown had a couple of goals in the game last night, but but on the back end, your goaltending and and Andover's had some really good goaltenders. But uh, I, I wanted you to talk a little bit about Courtney Stagman. What what, what a year she's had. Yeah, she's had a great year. Um, she's come up big for us in, in our big games. And, um, you know, it's just awesome, too, just how humble she is. Uh, you know, yesterday I think a TV crew came to interview, and she's like, what, are, what did I do in the game? Just because she didn't see, like, a ton of shots. But she, you know, made some huge saves. And then, you know, she's just such a she's a great player and then an even better person off the ice with all the work she does in her community. Yeah, Melissa, you know, when I when I talk to coaches, girls game, boys game, knowing that you got a rock-solid goaltender makes everything so much easier. Yes, for sure. Um, us being confident in her makes, uh, is a different difference maker for sure. Yeah, and uh, the, 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 the team, so many good players, and, and some players left the program. Uh, graduation, other circumstances, 
and and you just kind of reloaded Andover. Well, what were your thoughts going into this season about you know the change where it's kind of like did did you expect the team to be this good and be able to run the table and go unbeaten? You know, considering that you had some great players graduate and some other players move on. Uh, yeah, definitely going into this season, we're a different team. You know, lots of people at the beginning of the season wanted to try and compare to previous teams, but yeah. um, we really only had, you know, six returning letter winners. So, like you said, reloaded. Um, uh, going into the season, did I think we'd be unbeaten? Um, definitely not. I don't think anybody necessarily, like, has that goal necessarily. Um, but for all the kids to just really embrace the roles and uh, have great attitudes and just care about the team first, I think that's why we've been successful. Yeah, in the the schedule, you you played everybody. You opened with Benilde St. Margaret's. I, I called that game on QCTV to start the mm-hmm. season. A hard-fought win over Benilde, three to two, and uh, they're playing their section final tonight against Edina. But Minnetonka, Gentry, uh, a, a very good Northwest Suburban Conference. But you know, beyond that, you have played everybody, all the top teams in two A and one A this year. Yeah, we love to have a, um, a good schedule. It's much more fun to have competitive games and, and really have to battle for those wins and earn them. Yeah, and, uh, you know, in uh, around the state of Minnesota, you, you, you've had a chance to see all. You know how good Edina is. You were able to meet Edina in the title game the last two years, winning one and then losing one last year. But, you know, Minnetonka is good. This is going to be a great tournament starting next week. Yeah, we're definitely very excited. It's honestly, it's come really, really fast, and it's gonna be here and be done in in a week. Yeah, and it is hard to believe because the season does start so early, and 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 here we go. And you've had a lot of experience, but how how do you set the schedule? Do you give them the weekend off and then get back to practice, or are you going to get together on Saturday? How do how do you set it up, Melissa, getting ready for a state tournament? Uh, today we had a little fun um, when we got on the ice and um, did some kind of game battling type stuff. But believe it or not, we actually have 6.30 a.m. ice tomorrow. It was the oh, wow. only hour that they could give us. Um, so we got ice and dry land and out of there by 8.30 a.m. So, But then they got the rest of the weekend off. Yeah, and then uh, what is it, a, a pretty uh, typical rhythm after school, say Monday, Tuesday? Yes, yep, and then we kind of go back to our normal Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday practices. And then what about the challenges of a state tournament? Uh, There's some experience on this team. You've certainly been through it. Um, The idea of playing three days in a row, not very typical. Um, What are you going to tell the girls going into this tournament? Um, you know, it's a grind, um, but it's so much fun. I mean, it's just such a special experience that uh, hockey players, girls, boys, all over the state would honestly give anything to experience. So we're just going to um, cherish the moments with our teammates and, um, you know, make our community proud. You know, we, we talked about the goaltending in your top line, but uh, the the one thing I've noticed <laughs> when I've had a chance to see your team play is there is good balance, and you, you, you can, you know, roll – three lines even play your fourth line and and feel confident that you have great depth yeah that's definitely something really special um that honestly our you know our top line doesn't have to go up against other teams top lines Uh, if one line's not producing the other one kind of uh picks up the slack the other ones pick up the slack and then um from our defensemen as well so definitely a, a team game 
All right. Well, uh, always good to visit with you. And thanks for staying up late with that early ice time. I know you probably uh, need, need, need to get a little rest before that. when The alarm's going to go off early. Oh, no, I don't sleep much, so I got three kids, so, yeah, it's fine. (laughs) Thank you very much, and thanks for having me, Steve. (laughs) Yeah, always good to visit with you, Melissa Volk, head coach, unbeaten Andover. What a season the Huskies, once again, defending state runner-up, champion two years ago, they run the table 27-0, and beat Elk River Zimmerman in the section final last night, 6-0. And speaking of section finals, three huge games tonight as we fill out uh, the 2A bracket in girls hockey. In progress, Minnetonka leading Holy Family 1-0. Uh, that game in the third period, Maple Grove Centennial Spring Lake Park in the Section 5AA championship game. They're tied at two over at Roseville. And then at Parade, uh, right near downtown, Edina leading Benilde St. Margaret's 2-0. So th- those are the last three spots. Uh, one other game coming up tomorrow, that's the lone other section final. That's over in 1A, and that'll be... Uh, up in Alexandria, River Lakes takes on Fergus Falls in the Section 6A championship game. That'll be at 4 o'clock our time tomorrow afternoon. I had the terrible weather, blizzard conditions uh, up in that part of the state. Yeah, I-94 I from, from St. Cloud all the way to Fargo has been really, really tough. So they're going to play that game on Saturday. All right, we've got a break. It is 8.30 here on Sports to the Max. When we come back, Golden Go for women's hockey. They have the night off on a Friday night. They get St. Thomas, and it's on to the postseason for the number one ranked Golden Gophers, head coach Brad Frost. In a moment, here on News Talk, e 3 wcco There isn't a hotter team in town than the University of Minnesota Golden Go for women's hockey team. They are rolling as they close out the regular season. They get St. Thomas at Ritter Arena tomorrow afternoon at 4 o'clock. They beat the Tommies on Thursday night in St. Paul 7-1. to But uh, the, the new year has been kind to the Golden Gophers. And included in all of that was the sweep. At number one, Wisconsin at Ritter Arena back in January. They got a split at then number two, Ohio State. They swept Bemidji State, St. Cloud State. Once again, have a chance to sweep the Tommies before they close out the regular season and go into the WCHA playoffs. And head coach Brad Frost joins us. And Brad, you, you've coached a lot of years at the U and national championship teams, and every team is different. But this team has come on as of late and played just great. Yeah, they they really have, Steve. It's been uh, it's been a great. Uh... Just a great year, um, you know. Started a little slow, but the progression of this team has been uh, has been really fun to watch and and really fun to be a part of. What What do you think the the key to this turnaround at the end of the regular season? I know the sweep of number one Wisconsin at Ruder Arena, winning two very good hockey games, two tight games, it goes a long way in taking over the number one spot. But for for you as a head coach, what's been the key? Well, I think we've got great leadership. Uh, you know, we have a, a pretty large senior class. Uh, uh, Taylor Heisey, uh, for us, has been playing at a, another level. I think she's uh, player of the year uh, type material um, for uh, uh, both the WCHA and, and nationally. But, 
you know, the, the team has just really grown in their belief. Um, each time we step on the ice, they, they are confident uh, that they're going to win and they're going to do what's necessary to win. But they're also a really close group that, uh, that plays for one another. And, and you have to have that chemistry, that kind of it factor in order to do anything special. Yeah, and in an Olympic year as well. Yeah, you know, we're obviously without Grace Umwinkle and Abby Murphy, and, and some of the other top teams are without some of their players as well. Sure. So it's something that we know is going to happen every four years, but it allows for opportunities for others to to kind of fill in the gaps, and, and uh, several players have done that. Canada beat the United States in the gold medal game, but it is a great showcase for the women's game. I think every Olympic game... Uh, people get a chance to sample the product, if you will, and realize how enjoyable it is. It's a great game. Oh, no doubt. And I think 3.5 million people uh, saw that uh, uh, the other night. And, and uh, you know, when, when you've got a, a hockey game in the middle of the night and, and that many people tune in, it's it's obviously uh, a great event and and uh, and was just that the other night. Yeah, you you got a game with St. Thomas. Of course, St. Thomas went Division One. You you've played the Tommies this year. Um, there's no doubt having another Division One program in town uh, has its advantages, but nevertheless, future competition um, a good thing, Brad. In your opinion, to have the Tommies right next door? Yeah, I think so. I, you know, the more the more teams that we can add uh, at the Division One level is is beneficial for everybody for for the girls that are are playing uh hockey and and growing up and and wanting to play college hockey it's it's great for our league to get back to eight teams uh in in our league in the wcha and you know i i think obviously the tommies are in transition right now coming from d3 to d1 and it's their first year but i would expect uh in the next uh, couple years they're going to be a team that's pretty formidable and and uh, we'll probably be getting a lot of uh, a lot of Twin Cities uh, uh, high school girls that uh, that are wanting to stick close to home. Yeah, and Brad, you, you know, you, you recruited all over North America. You rely heavily on on Minnesota kids, and th- there is tremendous talent. I I see a lot of girls hockey in the winter months, calling it on PrepSpotlight.tv or a local cable channels. And there's a lot of good players. It, it it really is fun night in and night out to to see these teams and see these good players. There's there's some very high end talent, and, and some of those kids have made their way to the U. Yeah, for sure. And and you know we always want to try and keep the best players uh, in the state here at home. And um, I'm actually out right now uh, at the at the Minnetonka Holy Family section final and. You know, thousand people here watching uh, watching some kids lay it on the line. So it's uh, a lot of great talent here in the state and elsewhere. And you know, I think sometimes people forget that that uh, you know, in college recruiting, you're recruiting everywhere. Um, we've got a, a Swedish Olympian and a Finnish Olympian coming to the U next year, along with a couple Minnesota players. So it's uh, it's a worldwide product. Uh, they're playing all over the world and. And it's really great to see the growth, uh, you know, just throughout uh, North America and Europe. Here we are on the eve of the end of the regular season. Then it's on to the WCHA playoffs. Uh, the final face-off at Ritter Arena. And your team ranked number one in very good shape uh, for the NCAA tournament. But uh, uh, knowing you, Brad, uh, you and your assistant coaches and the team not taking anything for granted. 
No, not after last year. Obviously, we're in a much better position uh, this year than we were last year, but obviously felt like uh, we got uh, left out of the left out of the uh, tournament. But uh, you know, it it, it made our, our players better. Um, they were uh, they were even more dialed in here uh, in the summer and and coming back this uh, this year and and not wanting that to happen again. So, as you mentioned, we're in good shape for uh, most likely to host. Uh, an NCA uh, tournament game, but you know, uh, goal number one here is to is to win tomorrow and and win that uh, WCHA regular season championship. In in your experience, it's easy to lose momentum, as we talked about. Great momentum here uh, early in 2022, but you want to keep that up and continue to play well. For sure, for sure, you want to. Every coach will say they want to be playing their best uh, at the end of the year and. And, uh, and and we just feel really good about our our, our group. It doesn't guarantee anything uh, in the end, but uh, you know we're a, they're a team that knows they can beat anybody, and uh, that confidence can go a long, long way. Well, Brad, always good to visit with you, and good luck tomorrow in the finale at Ritter Arena against uh, St. Thomas, and then on to the WCHA playoffs, and hopefully we can visit again soon. Would love to. Thanks, Steve. Have a great night. All right. Yeah, very good. There he is, Brad Frost, Golden Goal for women's hockey coach. No team in town hotter than the University of Minnesota women's hockey team. They are ranked number one and uh, have have a great chance to get back to the Frozen Four, this time at Penn State, uh, that, that uh, relatively new building that hosts the Nittany Lions men's and women's program in the NCAA Frozen Four in the middle of March. Uh, in Happy Valley, University Park, Pennsylvania, uh, to be exact. Uh, Brad spoke of those three section finals uh, still in progress. Minnetonk leading Holy Family at Braemar in the Section 2AA championship game. Maple Grove has now surged ahead of Centennial Spring Lake Park 4-2 to late in the game there. That's at Roseville in Section 5AA. And then in Section 6AA, Edina leading Benilde St. Margaret's 3-1. to If we get a final before we say goodnight, we'll pass it along to you. We should tell you all the news, all the weather, and then late night with Henry Lake coming up here on a Friday night. News Talk, E3O-WCCO. Update on the gymnastics meet over at Roy Wilkins Auditorium in St. Paul. We mentioned earlier, 218 title to Wyzetta, the 1-8 title to Watertown Mayor Mound West Tonka. Uh, my friend Jim Paulson of the Star Tribune covering uh, has that news. Let's see if we have any finals from this section finals in girls hockey tonight. Uh, number one ranked Andover in. It is a final. And... Edina beat Benilde St. Margaret's 4-1. to It is a final. Maple Grove leading Centennial Spring Lake Park late, 4-2. to Minnetonka Holy Family tied at 2 in that section final. 1A Wednesday, uh, 2A on Thursday. And I'm keeping my fingers crossed that I'll get a chance to maybe call one of those first-round state tournament games over on PrepSpotlight.tv. They will have the quarterfinal action before Channel 45 takes over um, with semifinal action Friday and then, of course, championship Saturday. So that is the lay of the land. I'm keeping my fingers crossed. I've uh, put in my availability. Now I wait uh, for them to say, yes, Steve, you can do a game, or no, we found someone better. 
So I'll, I'll keep my fingers crossed. Hey, a big thanks to uh, the folks that joined us on the program tonight. Chris Hine covers the Timberwolves for the Star Tribune, and that is available online at WCCORadio.com or take advantage of the free Odyssey app. Also joining us on the program tonight uh, was Melissa Volk, head coach, number one ranked Andover girls hockey. They are unbeaten on their way to the state tournament. They will be the number one seed. And then, of course, moments ago, Brad Frost, head coach of the number one ranked Golden Goal for women's hockey team. And, of course, big thanks to Chris Tubbs. Had to put up with me not one night this week, but two nights this week. I know. It was too late to, I, to like, call in and be sick because other people were out. And I'm like, oh, my God. You know, yeah. I just, uh, you, you know how Charlie Brown feels when he's going to talk to Lucy and things are not going right? And he's like, yeah. I just, I'm not good at this. I'm not, I, I just, I kind of feel like Eeyore when I find out that I have to work with you. I'm like, oh, Rump, I guess. Yeah, I'll, I'll do it. Um, I'll take one for the team. You probably told the boss. Yeah, I'll hang in there. I'll bite the bullet. Yeah, oh, but, this this, is, this has got to count for like days off. You know, it's like for every day that I work with you, I need two days off down the road. I mean, I have to negotiate something. It's just, it's just too damn painful, Steve. Now, I I do want you to tell us about that wildly popular podcast mm-hmm. you've started. Uh, <laughs> what, what's going on? What what what's the latest with uh, your AWA podcast? It has been absolutely awesomely well-received by the people that have been listening, whether um, on YouTube or just via you know, regular downloads. Uh, what it is is it's a podcast about old-school wrestling. Uh, the American Wrestling Association, which was created by Vern Gagne, uh, you know, Wally Carbo, and, you know, we've talked about Vern and Larry Hennig, um, you know, everything all throughout the AWA. And we release it weekly. It's released on Tuesdays. It's called AWA Unleashed. And we have gotten just overwhelmingly positive reviews. It's myself, uh, mostly Mick Karch, who, you know, people know is the voice of, you know, professional wrestling in the state, and George Shire, who is an absolute encyclopedia of the American Wrestling Association. And, And I mean, they tell well, stories. He's done books and oh, I mean, deal, George yeah. is incredible, and, and you know they've told stories about Nick Bockwinkle oh, that yeah. you have that you probably haven't heard. You know, Bobby Heenan. Um, it, it's been incredible, and yeah, we've got it on YouTube as well. Just search AWA Unleashed, or you can search my name as well, uh, Chris Tubbs. It's got the logo up there, but yeah, the, the numbers, Steve. We knew there was an appetite for it. I had no idea like we were going to reach these heights this quickly. Like it has, it's been overwhelming at times with the reaction that we've gotten. Yeah, good, good for you. Uh, oh, great. Wait, oh, can, can got, you smell what Chris Tubbs is cooking? Oh, uh, see, Henry just did a run in. I had no idea. Like this was not booked. Like this was this was off the cuffs. He was back in grill, and he's just like go, go, go. And all of a sudden, I see this red light, and I'm like, oh, like Lake's on. So hey, Lake. Hey, I'm gonna tell you this right now, Stevie T. I'm about to give uh, Christopher Tubbs the elbow. Boom. Oh Ow. yeah. Ah. The, the, the smackdown. Yeah. You know, and what's funny about it, Henry? <laughs> Is Chris Tubbs and I will will we'll talk during the breaks about this going on, but every now and then we we would talk old school, and my my late brother and I loved the the AWA weekend 
TV shows and Nick Bockwinkle and The Crusher and Bobby the Brain Heenan and uh, Marty O'Neill and then, of course, Mean Gene. And we, we, we just absolutely love that stuff. And people are into it. It, it Absolutely, is it, it's, a, are... it's a Minnesota thing too, Stevie. Yeah. T. I remember. I remember the last professional wrestler that I actually met was Mister Perfect, Kurt Henning. Yep. About a year or two before he passed away tragically, I was yep. hanging out with him down at uh, Champs, the old Champs, a block over uh, from Target Center. Sure. Uh, it was like a day before they had uh, a big event there. Oh yeah, Pe- people are into it. I mean, I remember getting to a couple of the big shows at the old St. Paul Civic Center. You know, the big shows, Vern Gagne and all the stars came out. It was magical. You know, that, that was a big, big deal. Yep. And lots of fun, lots of memories. So good news on that, Chris. Hey, what do you got coming up tonight, Henry, on Lake Night? Well, you know... Tonight, uh, a somber, some somber stuff. I mean, we'll get to some sports stuff, but I definitely have yeah. to kick it off with talking about the uh, the reaction to the sentencing of Kim Potter, uh, Jim Hagedorn um, passing away. We'll probably check in with Blois Olson, who's in Denver. All right, very good. Henry Lake, late night on the way between 9 and 1. I will be back tomorrow. We'll kick it off. Tech Talk with Doug between 2 and 3. Tons of sports talk uh, tomorrow Well, afternoon. can I just go home now, Steve? You got to hang out with Henry for a while. Uh, All right, thanks, Chris. Yep. Take care, my man. Uh, the news and Henry on the way. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.